Yo, what's going on, everyone? It's your boy, Mike G, with another episode of Kick Back and Chat Shit. And we got Max Oldham. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in again. We're really excited to do this episode. I think we've uh, been looking forward to this for a while now. Long story short, we were supposed to record a, an episode a few weeks back, or actually a few days back, and uh, the editing was left to me, and I'm afraid to say I made a real meal of it. So uh, we're coming again today. <laughs> we're coming back better. And it's the month of August. How did we make it here? I don't know. Uh, this is the longest, shortest Man. year ever. You ain't lying. You ain't lying. Um, yeah, so this should be a very fun episode. Um, there's a few things that we do want to talk about that we want to get to before the main topic, which is the road to Lisbon. Champions League football is back, people. Europa League football is back, people. MLS is back, which is the fucking title. I mean, <laughs> I mean there's a lot of football title. going on this week. <laughs> That's actually pretty funny because I didn't even see that coming and it just happened, but I mean, we can just, start, just are, start off. Oh, here you go. Here you go. The hey, the funny thing is that if you guys haven't noticed, probably on every single episode, what does Max say? We're live and direct. We're live and direct. <laughs> this, ep- this episode, this episode, he consciously left it out because yeah, I was I making did. fun of him. Uh, <laughs> this is the this is our funny, take but... at the episode because I said it twice, so uh, I made sure third time's a charm. Um, but yeah, we're we're here, we're ready, uh, and yeah, it's the road to Lisbon. Speaking of Lisbon, you've been there. What do you what do you make of the place? Um, one of the most underrated places of travel, to be honest with you. I wow, mean, incredible, incredible. Uh, it's probably like top London. I used to live there, so I'm not even going to say like you know a great destination to visit. But if I had to say like places that I've gone, Lisbon is definitely top two. And it may it may not be number two. Oh, whoa, whoa. Okay. I, I still haven't been, which is yeah. bad. I mean, I think everyone everyone I know that that lives in Europe uh talks well and talks highly about Lisbon. Um and you know, I would have loved oh, Lisboa. to have gone. Lisboa, come on, let's yeah, let's get Lisboa. Yeah. Um I would have gone go. if 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 there wasn't a uh you know a a whole pandemic going on around the world. I would have loved to have gone to see the Champions League, um, but I guess we're going to have to watch it on TV, and I'm excited. I mean, some of the games that are coming up are just uh, mouth-watering. Yes, yes. And we're actually going to you know, let your mouth water just a little bit more because we're going to talk about MLS is back. And I, I want to talk about like how I was talking big shit about the MLS is back in our MLS is back episode. Uh, basically didn't think that it was going to work. Didn't think it was going to be great football in the beginning. I would say, would you agree? It was pretty shit. Yeah, football? I, I'd agree. Yeah? I'd agree. I think the, the level of play was really subpar, but I mean, I think we're probably going to agree on this. The way that it's come on in the last few weeks and the level of play and every team playing at a pretty high level, so much to the point that all of our yeah. predictions failed. I mean, failed miserably as well. <laughs> I must say on my no, part. No, no, on my no, part. no, no. Yeah, okay, your part. Okay, okay. <laughs> yes, and your part. But uh, last round, all my teams got knocked out as well. I mean, when I, when I, my, first, my first few picks, LAFC, 
Earthquakes, Knocked Out. Then my last two picks, who I really thought were going to win it, my later round picks were Vancouver, uh, excuse me, Toronto, and then also Columbus. Columbus. And they got knocked out as well. So, so I mean, it's it's nice to see that Orlando, Orlando versus Minnesota, Philadelphia versus Portland. I think these are actually going to be some really good games and teams I did not even see making it this far as well. Yeah, I think it's teams and players as well that I wasn't aware of before that I've become aware of. I think living so far away, it is hard to watch the games. Um, I have caught sure. you know caught up on the highlights. I do a lot of reading and, and try and you know um, get some of the you know more knowledgeable MLS uh, analysts to to speak on it. And one name that keeps coming up for me um, in in my reading and in the highlights as well, to be fair, is Brendan Aronson from Philadelphia, young player, attracting a lot of attention from clubs in Europe. Uh, and of course, you know, he, mm-hmm. I think he's going to be a potential U.S. men's national team player in the not too distant future. Um, has been really, yeah. really impressive. I mean, I, he played one pass the other day. That was a joke. He picked it up, beat two men, split them, and then played a through ball. Well, not even a through ball, but just like in, in behind bending around the center back to to the far wide man who stuck it in it was a, it was ridiculous so i'm I'm excited to see him play and you know what, what? i wouldn't and, mind and seeing philadelphia win what a just goal, for him what a goal that was oh my god yeah what a goal that was uh like the, i mean even the finish on that one i mean but the pass i mean that's where you're uh that's where you just sat there like holy shit i i was sitting next to my wife and i was like Look at that pass! She's like, "What just happened? What just happened?" And you know, now she kind of knows football a little mm. bit, and she's like, "Wow, did he mean to do that?" I was like, "Yeah, he did." That was the thing because <laughs> um, when, when I saw it on on the screen and I saw where the ball went, at first I was like, "Did he mean that?" But like after watching it back and seeing the replay a few times, he definitely knew what he was doing. He intended to do that, so he's really, really impressed. I mean, Philly obviously have played well; they're in the semifinals for a reason. Yeah, I think the other team. Sure. That's impressed me is is Orlando. Um, they've been, yeah, they've been disappointing. I think to say the least since no, they've come in. No, 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 no. Stop using stop using words like that, bro. Orlando has been shit. Orlando has been shit since coming into the league. They've been shit over the past two years. Disappointing is is a weak word to use. They've been shit. So Orlando have been really subpar in the uh, in the last oh, few God. years. No, they... <laughs> no, Orlando have been shite since they've come in. Um, I mean, even if you look at some of the players that they've had, they had Kaká playing for them and they couldn't even make it to the playoffs. Now yeah. they're in the MLS's back semifinals. Nani spearheading it. You know, I think they probably just needed a former Red Devil in there to really just get the job done, you know, as we do. Uh, at oh, Man United, God. we win titles, so I wouldn't be surprised if, oh. if uh, Orlando take the crown on this one. <laughs> um, I, I do think Orlando has played very well, um, but I would I would say that like I believe that Minnesota and Philadelphia are the two teams that are going to make it. Two teams that no one probably really saw that was going like that were going to make it this far. Of course, Orlando as well, but I don't know. It's just like for me, they're kind of like the underdogs and. Watching Minnesota play and watching Philly play, one of those two teams for me is uh, they're going to take it. Um, but Orlando does play some nice football. I think they play passionate football. Reminds me mm. of like Liverpool. Um, but I just don't think they have the pieces to really win it. If that makes sense. 
Yeah, no, that definitely makes sense. I mean, they're, they're playing with a lot of uh, kind of the intangibles, I guess you can say, like the, the heart and desire and the work rate to, to really yeah, 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 get yeah. to that stage. Um, I mean, it's served them well so far. And the thing is as well, once you get to a semifinal, as you know, you'll know from, from playing, in these one-off matches, anything can really happen. You know, it's it's who turns yeah. up on the day. Yes. So, and look, everyone, 100%. every that's the reason they play to be in these type of environments to be to be able to win things. So, you know, they say uh, they say pressure creates diamonds, right? So we're gonna see who who comes out on top and who really shines. Yeah. So who who do you have uh, in the semifinals? Which two teams are making it through? Um, I see. I see Orlando making the final um, only because they're in their home state. Um, I think, as you said, and I think because, as you say, they've they've played with heart. I think they've overcome certain things along the way as well that will will serve them well. Um, and in the other game, it's a toss up. I think Portland have the probably the experience of winning a title before they've got some impressive players. I think yeah. Diego, Diego Shara, since he's been in MLS has I, been fantastic. I, I do enjoy watching him. Uh, and his brother's now playing for the team as well. So, you know, that, that connection is there, but I do think, I, I think Philly will do it. I think, and I think maybe just cause I have a soft spot for Aronson. I like the way he plays, but I think Philly will come through in the final. I, I'm not even going to throw up a pick because I've been completely wrong. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I think it's going to be those two. All right, so I mean, brief talk in regards to Aronson, um, great footballer as, as we've seen, only nineteen years years of age, um, has a lot of people looking at him, German clubs, English clubs, Spanish, whatever it may be. If he had to go somewhere, where what league or what country do you think would be best for him? Uh, without a shadow of a doubt, would be would be Germany. I think you look at the 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 amount of young American players that are there, young players in general, actually that are there, that yeah. are doing well. Um, you know, Gio Reyna. You've got Tyler Adams at Red Bull. You've got Weston McKinney. You know, obviously Christian Pulisic was probably the you know yeah. the most notable name in the past few years. But even if you look back, you know. Landon Donovan got his start in uh, Germany playing for Leverkusen. You know, you had Claudio Reyna there as well, mm. Giovanni Reyna's dad. I would love to see him in Germany. I think he'd get the playing time. He'd get the football education because as we spoke about before, yeah, that, and you've said, you said before, the football education there is unparalleled. So I, I would love to see him go. Yeah. But But when is the right time though? When do you think he should leave? I mean, the earlier the better to me, in all oh, honesty. Wow. Okay. I mean, if you're able to go to, if you're, I mean, if you're, what, he's 19. I mean, you look at it, if he's able to go to Germany for, three, let's say, three years, first year, maybe doesn't play as much, starts getting um, accustomed or acquainted with the style of play, the physicality, the uh, the speed of the play, um, the, the year after, you know, starts to get a little bit of playing time, uh, maybe even sees things like kind of going well, even if, even if it's four years. I mean, Four years from now, he's twenty three. Yeah, he's still young. He still has a lot of time to even to reach his prime. But when you start going there later, you're stuck in your ways. You're not as malleable. Um, there's things that you know that they want you to do that maybe you're not able to do. There's things that you just don't learn because you're older. So I would say that if he has a chance to go, go. I mean, you only have one career. You only have like one path to like to this like this pro this pro shit. And you look at Pulisic. 
I mean, Pulisic has done it. Why can't he do it at the age of you know at the age of nineteen? He's going even later than Pulisic as well. So yeah, um, yeah, agreed. I would say that I would as a young player, man, you got you really got to take advantage of if they want you and if it's if you feel like it's a great fit, make the shit happen, make the move, and uh, I think your career will be able to uh, to blossom from there because you know two more years in the MLS is that is that better? Um, then possibly staying on the bench for a year and then, you know, being a sub. Um, yeah, I think, it, I think you're right. At that age as well, you know, I think the education is the most important thing. I think when you're getting to the age of 21, 22, that's when you need the game time. But being at the age of 19, he's got a lot of room to grow and a lot of room to learn. Um, and I would love to see him, you know, get that chance. Because, again, you said you've only got one career and who's to say in a few years time, he goes off the boil a little bit. You know, you might only have that chance to yeah. make that move once. Right. So you might as well take it while yeah. you've got it. 200%, 200%. So before we actually jump into champions league, we're going to talk about the newly promoted Fulham squad um, and how they've been able to make it back into the prime. Um, a club with, I would say, massive, uh, um, massive history, and I think they're back to where they belong. Right? Would you agree with yeah, me that? Yeah, agreed, agreed. Um, I think you know, they've been a club that have a lot of history in the Premier League. Um, but I, I think just on a personal level, I, I have to say that I'm disappointed not to see Brentford uh, in the Premier League, uh, especially after the amazing season they had. They kind of. They did stumble at the final, you know, at the final hurdle. Um, they, they didn't play well leading yeah. up to the playoff final. Um, and there's players in that squad that I would have loved yeah. to see, particularly Saeed Benrama. But as you say, Fulham, maybe they just had the the experience. Um, I don't know. I mean, I mean, we, we, if you watched the match, you saw like the shocking of the error that the, uh, the goalkeeper made um, by cheating. Um, to the left side, and that free kick. What was it from? Like forty yards out. Yeah, it should have never gone in, um, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, I, yeah, I, I don't know what he was doing. He didn't have any. Maybe he just didn't have enough trust in his in his uh in his defense or whatever. But he definitely he definitely dropped the ball on that and opened the door for a uh, open door for Fulham. But speaking about Ben Rama, um, Tottenham is looking at him. Yep. Um, as well. As well as um, what's it called, Ollie Watkins as well. He's he's looking to possibly go to um, Aston Villa. So the, the sad thing about like seeing Brentford not making it is actually seeing the seeing like how far they've made it, and then now the squad's being broken up. And uh, I think that's just an unfortunate thing. You know, a lot of these a lot of these footballers want to go ahead and play in the prem. I mean, that's 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 top tier football. So if if Brentford would have made it, I would have loved to see like how this team um, could have actually. Uh, how well they could have done um, in their yeah, program. So absolutely. I think there's two... To see, yeah, there's two huge points to this. So obviously the playoff final in the championship is the most lucrative match in all of football in terms of the amount of money that's at stake for each club. When you make it to the Premier League, the amount of revenue that each club will be getting goes astronomically through the roof. Couple that with the fact that now there's the COVID crisis and there's no fans... Brentford surely will have to sell the players to make up for the fact that they just can't afford it. They also just built a brand new stadium. So the club is already 
at kind of a you know a financial tip, tipping point. So they're going to be cashing in on Ben Rama, Ollie Watkins. I think Imbuemo might go as well. Um, but it's a real shame. But then you look at it, you know, Fulham, yeah. they peaked at the right time, and credit where credits due. You know, they they um, they probably were deserved winners on the day, which is you know all you can ask. And uh, in terms of you know a team that's that's and a club that's been there before, it'll be it'll be good to see them back in the prem. Yeah, yeah, agree. So congratulations to Fulham. Um, you know, I can't wait to see how well you guys do. We know that you're you're going to lose to Liverpool for sure. But um, <laughs> you know, all the best, all the best wishes that you don't get relegated in the first, uh, relegated back to Championship in the first season. Um, but I know, I know, we've teased you guys enough, and. Now as we're talking about the big dogs, uh, granted, mm. I'll take it back. We, we, we didn't even talk about Europa, but um, in all honesty, I forgot about Europa League. Um, I've been so excited about the Champions League that I totally forgot that there were Europa League matches today. Yeah, I mean, um, look, the, the Champions League is just so enticing, and I think we've been waiting for it for so long because we've already known what the games yeah. are going to be. That is just really exciting. Um, the Europa League as well. I don't really think that gets going until probably the semifinals. There's some big clubs in it. Obviously, Man United, For Inter sure. Milan. Um, I'd love to see how Wolves do as well in terms of you know can they can they get a uh, a European spot again because they're not going to be getting it this year because Arsenal won the um, I, man Arsenal won the FA yeah. Cup. It's it's sad to see. It's sad to see, especially for a team that's played so well up through the season in. Like even beginning of COVID played played well when the matches came back and then just yeah. kind of fumbled, um, fumbled at the last stretch. But yeah, sorry, we're passing on the Europa League. But in regards to Champions League, man, um, there was one match that Max and I have been like salivating, um, talking about. Um, yeah, and that is the Man City versus Real Madrid. And I, I'm going to give you two seconds or five seconds. Who's the winner? Real Madrid. Why? Zidane. That's just one word. Just one word answer. <laughs> one word answer. Zinedine Zidane. Uh, rumor has it he's going to uh, he's going to lace up the boots and he's going to be playing in central midfield. <laughs> <laughs> hey, he's probably going to like make everybody look silly as well, like he did, um, like he did in the World Cup. Um, you know, came back, came back, and uh, just balled the fuck out. So it's his, I mean, it's time to shine, ex- shiny bald head and all. Yeah. <laughs> hey, that's my brother, man. Chill, chill, chill. Uh, uh, <laughs> bald head brother, that is. If you guys didn't know, but in regards to the match, right? It's two one Man City. Man City has two away goals. You really think Real Madrid can make up for this? Yeah, I do. Um, I think that in terms of the way they play now compared to, you know, previous Zidane teams, I think just tactically they're going to be so aware of what they have to do. Um, they know that City will have the ball, so I don't think they're going to be go chase for the ball. I think they're going to sit in, defend, and I think they're going to play with a lot of pace uh, in the wide positions, especially in their two winger and fullbacks, um, you know, they got Ferland Mendy on the left, who's rapid. They're going to have uh, Rodrigo playing. And I think they'll probably go with Eden Hazard on the other side. Um, yeah. 
And I think they're just going to catch them on the counter. We've seen it time and time and time again with Man City, especially in yeah. the since football has returned. They don't defend those flank positions when they do have possession and they lose it. Um, and you know, they you know they don't they don't have the the, the midfield either to uh, to to cover those to cover those spaces. Even you said it in a previous conversation. If they had Fernandinho maybe two years ago. This would probably be a done and dusted match, but they don't. Yeah, for sure, for sure. That's my that's my. Yeah, I mean, what I do you think? I mean, I would say that there's a few names, there's a few people in there that I think that would have a say in, in if we want to say first and last of this person is Kevin De Bruyne, and I don't see him letting Real Madrid just run over them like that. Granted, he's not the only person on the pitch, of course, but. I really think that in the last match and the time the time that they've been able to prepare for this match, I think that I think Pep has enough time to ensure that his team is ready. Hmm. Um, especially they do have to lead the two away goals. Um, Pep is a, Pep is an incredible incredible coach. Think about our manager, excuse me. Think about his Barcelona ties playing Real Madrid. <clears throat> he's not coming into this match like it's just a you know just another match. Like he's probably he's probably can't sleep tonight. And he can't sleep tomorrow thinking about this match. Yeah, I'm going to say something. Who I, who I, go ahead. I think it's Pep Guardiola's biggest match since he's been a Man City manager. Really? Yeah. Because I'll tell you why. He was brought Mm -hmm. in for one reason, and that was to win the Champions League. Uh, he hasn't won the Champions League since he's been at Barcelona, and I do think that his reputation uh, will, you know, not hinge on this game, but it will go a long way in, in for him to to prove his worth. Zidane's done his thing in the Champions League. I mean, you know, yeah. that's basically his tournament as a as a manager. Um, <laughs> you know, he's very sure. Yeah, he, you know, he's proven it time and time again, or well, three times in a row to be exact. So I think you're right. I think Pep will, yeah. will know the, the the importance of this match. Um, but the only reason yeah. I, I just am a little bit unsure of, of, of City coming through on this is because he never changes the way he plays. He always plays the same way. And gotcha. And and I, I just I don't know if the I don't know if that way is gonna get them through. Yeah, I mean it should it should be interesting to see because I think I've said it before that there, there's there been the title of chosen one that has gone around in regards to Mourinho. Um, he's been yeah. the chosen one. But honestly, I think that title has been um, succeeded to to Zidane. Like, mm. there's no there's no better there's no better manager than him right now. Three Champions Leagues in a row. Leaves. Then like, yeah. no, 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 no. We want you to come back. Come, <laughs> comes back. And yeah. then... When's when's the when's the league like? I don't know what he's doing. I don't know what he's doing to be able to do this, but he he he's definitely making it happen. But this is a chance for Pep to really show his worth and to show that if he is actually an incredible manager, or if the players have just been doing it for him. Yeah, agreed. I mean, but I think in terms of what you said oh. about Zidane, it's exactly it. He comes back. Real Madrid are nowhere near winning the La Liga title, they're like eight points behind yeah. Barcelona. They come back 
after COVID and they snatched the title from Barcelona, but like convincingly as well. They won 12 games yeah, where they yeah, were unbeaten. Yeah. I think they, they drew their last game, but that didn't matter because they had already won the league. Yeah, unbeaten in 12 really games. They're going to have, they're going to be full of confidence. The only thing is that they're going to be missing Sergio Ramos, their captain. So I don't know. I mean, do you think that's going to play a big, mm-hmm. a big role in, in the game? I think it does because, like, we've been talking so much about their defense um, and how they, like, you know, not letting in goals. Um, it's been like the force of everything when it comes to when it comes to like their their team at the moment. So just being able to see that Sergio Ramos is not there as well. Um, Max made this funny joke the other day. Um, the two Sergios aren't going to be there. Be there. So what you say is the uh, it's, it's the, the, of the two missing Daniels. Sergios. Yeah, two missing Sergio. So, you know, they don't have the goal score, but I think Sergio Ramos, they actually will miss more um, than Sergio Aguero, just for the fact, like, he's the captain as well. He's the he's the force in the, he's the force in the back. And it just seems like every time, like, they need somebody to pull something out their ass yeah, without exactly. having uh, Cristiano Ronaldo, it's always been Sergio Ramos. Exactly. Um, so it should, be, it should be interesting. It should be definitely be interesting. Um, but on to the second match. Or excuse me, on the second match or the other match or whatever you want to say, but both matches come on at 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, um, 8 p.m. in the in England. But the other match is Juventus versus Lyon, or we would say Pinaldo versus Lyon. Um, <laughs> well, it's a one man team, yeah. It, 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 basically, I mean, he's going to get some ridiculous. Uh, Ridiculous call that's going to go his way in the oh, um, definitely. in the ninety eighth minute. Uh, yeah, <laughs> there should only be three minutes of stoppage time, but they're going to add five because uh, <laughs> they need to get Penaldo uh, a penalty. Uh, but Leon is up one nil at this time. Uh, what do you think is going to happen? What are you thinking? I think that uh, I think Juventus pull it out. I think not only are they stronger in terms of their team selections and and the actual quality of their play. But I do think the fact that they've had to play in the league for the last few weeks and Lyon has only had to play, I think, one competitive match since football got called off in France, I think is going to play a huge role. You know, how sharp can you really be if you're not been playing competitive matches to then go into a knockout stage match away from home uh, against the champions of Italy? I think it's going to be really tough. Yeah, I think I think that's a great point. Um, but at the other side of it, you can also say that Leon's well rested as well, right? Um, I mean, they had they had they lost the match to PSG um, this past weekend, but they're well rested. They they got one match under their belt. Um, Juventus has been very tired. Granted, they lost their last two matches. It didn't matter. They didn't even, they didn't even suit up um, their normal guys. But before that, the last six matches before these last two. They've only won two of those, and they have yeah. a world class team. I mean, they basically like skate like I, don't, I wouldn't even say skated. They basically clawed their way to the finish line. So yeah. you know, with that being said, I, I I don't see them being as good as I thought they would be. They have Douglas. They have a uh, Douglas Costa. They have uh, Dabala, who who just won um, the, the Italian award for best Italian footballer. Um, yep. You have Cristiano Ronaldo. I mean, you have all these players um, on that squad, but and they're still just skating through the Italian league, which is 
the Serie A, which is not considered like one of the best, uh, best, like even top three, to be honest with you. Um, yeah, so I mean, I think when, when I think you really take a look some... at it. Yeah, definitely. I mean, look, you make you bring up a good point. They haven't been playing well, and from what I've read, there have been some issues in terms of some of the players not really vibing with Maurizio Sarri in terms of his tactics and his methods. Um, you have to remember mm. a lot of those players have been there for a long time at Juventus and they've played under a few different managers. They've been successful under all of them. And I think Maurizio Sarri comes <laughs> in and, and it, you know, these are, these are veteran players. You, then he comes in and he tries to change things completely. It might not really fly. Yeah. Um, the one thing it has done is it's made Paolo Dybala been incredible this year. He's been on top of his game, um, playing some of the best football that I think he's probably ever played in his career. Um, and I just think yeah. their experience alone in a one-off match will will see yeah. them through. The, will see them over the line. They don't really need to listen to Maurizio Sarri for one match, right? They just need to make sure that they are solid. I don't think they're going to concede a goal. And they just need to hang the ball up in the box and hope that Cristiano Ronaldo comes flying in to head it or to dive and then win a penalty or whatever. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I think that's a great point. That's a great point. And I mean, if, if we had to look at the story and before we can look at the ending, which happens on Friday, um, it's all set up for Ronaldo to make a big splashback. Um, oh, in the yeah. Champions League because as we... As we said, Zidane um, is like the Champions League is probably named after him. Uh, but it also we can also argue that it's been named after Ronaldo as well. Uh, yeah. So I mean, those two kind of go go hand in hand. Um, Ronaldo probably even just a bit more as a, as a, since he's still playing. But well, yeah, it, and it the top of I think and... that Lyon. Yeah, yeah, his his list goes on. Uh, but with Lyon, I don't know, man. I I think it's gonna I think they're gonna make it a lot harder. And I'm going to give a hot take and say that Leon, Leon would actually win this. Look, like, maybe not win right. this, but they'll move on. They'll move yeah, on, no. and I, it'll I, be I a, right. it'll be a breakup. It will break. It will break up. Uh, Juve, uh, Cristiano Ronaldo will be leaving and coming back to Manchester United. I'm just joking. I would love to see it. I would love to see it. I think I do, honestly do think though, if if Juventus don't go through, I think Maurizio Sarri will be sacked. So I think he'll, mm-hmm. you know, which is incredible because he's won the league. Um, I think some big changes will happen. I mean, you look at the squad as well. They are getting a bit older as well. You know, Cristiano Ronaldo's, I don't know, I think 34, 35. You know, you still got Buffon playing there. You still got um, Bonucci, Chiellini, uh, Pjanic, but he's going to uh, Barcelona, obviously. But yeah, I think some big changes are coming um, at Juventus if they don't make it through. Um, but I just see, I just see them edging it because they've got, you know, they've got Cristiano really. Yeah. I mean, I, it, if I had to put money on it, I'm definitely betting on them. Um, but I'm hoping that Leon can try. But here's the question though. So we'll see though. Friday's coming up. Which game are you going to watch? Man City versus Real for sure. I, okay. I might have the, uh, the Juve game on like my phone or something like that. Yeah. Um, but I'm, I, I'm actually watching the uh, the match with your with your dad. Um, oh, the biggest. Well, then you don't have a choice. The... <laughs> yeah. So me and me and Rupi, shout out to Rupi. We're gonna be watching the match on um on Friday. Um, so it should be a good time. He has some. Ch- he he actually 
got me to come over for some chips and salsa. So I might leave the salsa to the side, but he knows it. he knows I love some like really good flavor shit. So it should be good to go. Should be a fun time. Should be definitely a fun time um, to watch that match as well. But Saturday, we have Barcelona versus Napoli and Bayern versus Chelsea. And to preface Saturday, I'm not excited at all about any of these matches. Yeah, I mean, look, my we're going to watch them. I, I think we're definitely going to watch them. But the, the Bayern yes. game is pretty much finished. Um, and we no, both have different. we've both spoken at length about how disappointing Barcelona have been over the last six months. Yes. Yes, 100 percent. I mean, even even to lose the title to uh, to Real Madrid. Um, I think you know what you know what it is though. I, I can't remember which player said it, but I think he he kind of succeeded the title before COVID COVID happened. He said if Real Madrid was in first place, um, they would have never restarted the season. But since we're in first place, they're uh, restarting the season so Real Madrid can have a chance to win it. And I, I think, think it was like, Gerard Piquet. It, it was Piquet. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. So. That, that that mindset already kind of shows that like you weren't a hundred percent there, and I think it just shows the mindset of the of the team as well. It speaks volumes. It should have just been like fuck it, you, you restart the season Absolutely. or you don't. We're winning the season. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. So it's just like you you someone. Uh, I don't know. It, it's and I think it shows that like granted Barcelona does have the talent to to ensure that they beat Napoli because I don't think Napoli. Um, you know, if you look at it on paper, they should have no chance of winning this match. Um, but the way that Barcelona has been playing, it's it, to me, it's it's a bit open. Um, Absolutely. But granted, they do have uh, Messi. So, you know, Messi is like three or four players. Um, so they're, they're basically playing 15 on 11. Um, <laughs> so they got they'll yeah. have to pull, <laughs> Napoli will have to pull something out their ass to, uh, to really make it shake. Yeah, I mean, look, Barcelona, the, their problems are so much deeper than what happens on the pitch. Um, you just have to do one Google search and, and you'll get a million articles telling you why the president is the worst president Barcelona's had in many years. Messi doesn't agree with anything that goes on at the you know the management level. Um, they've lost faith in the manager, Kike Setien. They were thinking about even replacing him before the Champions League started. So they offered the position to Xavi before the yeah, before the, the Champions League started. He turned it down, so they stuck with Setien. Um, you know, Messi even was scoring goals and, and you know, throwing his arms up to, in the air in disgust at, at, at what's going on. You know, people look frustrated and um, the team is aging, you know. The, the Messi's... Yeah. Getting up, uh, Griezmann's over thirty. Suarez is well over thirty. Busquets is over thirty. PK. I mean, you know, it's it's an aging team. I think they do make it through, but yeah. I think they crawl. I think they crawl over the finish line, um, and you know, who knows what happens from there. But ho- I mean, who knows? You know, they've had a lot of time to analyze this, and and maybe they're gonna come, and and make something happen. I think the one thing and the one positive I'd like to see from this game is I would like to see uh Usman Dembele play. Mm, is he I know that he they said that he'll be fit for next season. Is he fit to play? I heard or I read that he's been training with the team consistently. Um gotcha. he, he, he's been I think on time. 
Yeah, <laughs> I don't know if he's been on time. <laughs> no one can guarantee that. Apparently, he's obsessed with video games or something like that. Really? Yeah, like Call of Duty is wow, his, his shit. Oh, he's too good of a player to be obsessed with that shit, man. God, if you just put if you put half of that, well, it's only twenty three years old. Put half of that into uh, like really playing football. I mean, to. I'm not even going to go into it, but there was a point in time where I thought he was better than Mbappe. Yeah, I I don't know what you were I don't know what you had eaten that day. He, he or was what? I mean he was better than Mbappe. Uh, yeah, oh, they, they were neck and neck. They were neck and neck. They were neck and neck. As like I mean, he can use he could, he can score with his right left. He could get free kick with his right and left. I mean, like come on, bro. Like uh, yeah, and that cutback is. The most beautiful oh. cutback I've ever seen in my life. Ridiculous. I yeah. Even <laughs> I'll even be looking at the TV and be looking the wrong way. <laughs> Shift the TV to the left, huh? Yeah. <laughs> oh shit. Um, but yeah, I mean that that would be amazing to see him play because he's a hell of a player and like he's an he's incredible to watch. I really want him to kind of get this whole injury shit under wraps um, to really be able to kind of get back and start playing. But um, our next match, which we're not, we're for sure not, I probably won't even watch this match, um, is Bayern versus Chelsea. Um, I I would say if Chelsea did not have the injuries and if they won the, if they won the FA Cup, um, it could have been interesting if they scored the first or second goal, first and second goal. Um, but with Pulisic out, Azpilicueta out, um, I just don't see them, you know, really putting in forth a big effort um, to actually even get there. Yeah, I mean, I think the FA Cup was a great match. I think Chelsea started the match really well. Um, the injuries really kind of ruined it for them uh, and the red card as well. But I think the most interesting thing from that match was Frank Lampard's uh, interview afterwards. The, the disgust on his face at, like, the way they played was incredible. I mean, obviously, he's won so many things as a player for Chelsea, but, like, he was just <laughs> – he looked he looked really, really disappointed. So I, I think that they'll probably just, you know, sack this game off and treat it as, you know, one final thing before they can go on holiday because 3-0 to the German champions, uh, probably one of the strongest teams, yeah. if not the strongest team in Europe – um, I don't really think they have hope of the world, but stranger things have happened. Um, you know, if a miracle happens, that would be incredible. But I, I just don't predict it. Yeah. Do Do you think you think he's gonna go go in and try to like put a full squad out there, like and say like, let's go and try to win this match? Or like, what do you think his thinking is? I mean, granted, he wants to win every match for sure. Yeah. But what do you think his thinking is when? to this match because i mean even with injuries is the season starting up pretty soon as well exactly uh, the holidays not as long as you would like it as you would like it to you're down three nil yeah. does it make sense to really try to go out there and and really play and put forth 200 percent effort or is it fucked up not to do that as well i think well he he was even complaining in the media the other day about how you know chelsea should have an extension for when they start the premier league season um i know Ingola Kante didn't even play in the FA Cup because he was nursing an injury. Um, they've had the two injuries, you know, 
obviously to the players in the final itself. So I wouldn't be surprised if he if he names yeah. a strong side, but um, you know if if some of those players won't even be there. And you know they've got all their contract issues at the moment. You know Willian yeah. refusing to sign a one year deal. Uh, rumors all along the the newspapers today and and all the 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 sites in England today were saying that he's agreed a three year contract with Arsenal. So you know he's not going to play. Really? Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, it's it's funny because uh, Alba's been trying to get a uh, Dembele to come to Arsenal. That would be crazy! Whoa, <laughs> that would be crazy. Uh, but I think with the Williams signing, it probably um, probably takes away takes a little steam out of that one as well. Yeah, um, it'll it'll be interesting though. I don't, yeah. I don't think Lampard will. I don't think Lampard will play a, a full side just because one, he doesn't have those players available, and two, I think he will have his you know the back of his mind on the start of the Premier League season. Yeah, for sure. And and as of right now, I mean that's that's more important, especially being down three nil. You know, if it's a closer match, let's say one nil, two nil. Um, as well, uh, for sure, he probably would, probably would definitely try to make that happen. But as you said, Byron is no joke. One of the favorites for me to actually go go ahead and win it. Um, Byron or PSG? Actually, PSG probably no longer. But we'll talk about that at a later date with Mbappe out. Um, but yeah, I mean, it should be interesting. There's loads and loads of football on this week. Um, it's actually starting in the next hour with the MLS is back for uh, for me on my end. And uh, going all the way through what Sunday, um, MLS yeah. is back. Uh, championship as well. So, I mean, Champions League. Uh, excuse me, MLS is back. Champions League, Europa League. God damn. Yeah, I know. Man, it's going I'm, down this weekend, bro. Gonna be glued to the TV screen. Um, I'm gonna need to get some more screens. I'm gonna need to get my. I'm gonna have my laptop on one. I'm gonna have a TV on the other. I'm gonna have my iPad on one. So it's gonna be interesting. Um, no, I, I can't yeah. wait. You know, it's 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 really exciting. Um, and it just seems like, you know, I think credit where credit's due to, to the, the football world, you know, they've made the best of a pretty shit situation. You know, it, it seemed so yeah. not too long ago when we didn't have any football and we didn't know what was going to happen. And now we've got football almost every day. Um, so I think we got to be thankful for what we got, man. It's it's a uh, it's a good time to be a football fan. And I think, as you said the other day, if you're not a football fan, this is the best time to start watching because it's going to be quality games almost every day. Uh, you can see some of the best players in the world going head-to-head, um, you know, in high-stakes matches, mm-hmm. you know, with, with a lot on the line. Um, who comes out on top? I probably won't make a prediction because, you know, me, predictions, uh, you know, we don't go hand-in-hand, hand, but I'm excited. <laughs> Yeah, definitely should be a good time, man. And uh, we just want to say thanks again for tuning in. Tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend. This is going to be the best football. This is, excuse me, not was. This is the best football podcast on air. So let everybody know, man. Make sure you guys stay safe and wear your damn mask and wash your hands. Please, come on. We got to beat this COVID-19, bruv, like, and brevets. Is that a thing, <laughs> brevets? It is now. <laughs> <laughs> Brubs and brevets. We gotta we gotta beat this football. I mean, excuse me, this COVID nineteen thing because um it's really just ruining things. Like I, I want to go back to a football match. Like I plan to go to a Liverpool match next year in my Nike Liverpool kit. The freshest jerseys on the pitch. Yeah, so they like, are pretty amazing. Guys, let's tune in and let's get it. Yeah.
Um, yeah. I mean, I'm not going to get too excited about them because I'm a Man United fan, but uh, I have to admit, they, they do look pretty decent. But no, in all seriousness, we do need to... <laughs> You know, as football fans, we, we need to get back to these games. We need to beat this COVID. Um, but in the meantime, until we can't go to the matches, tune in with us. Tell your mom, tell your grandma, tell your grandma's best friend to listen to the best football <laughs> podcast on air. Let's get it. All right, you guys, be safe and uh, stay up. Peace. Peace.